This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Only five games left to go in Skybet League 2 this season. But the question is... Can Mansfield Town finally, after weeks and weeks and weeks of trying, get themselves over the finish line when Saturday comes? This is the Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield always matters. Following the journey, no matter where it takes us. This season, it's taken us to the living room, to our sofas and not into Stadia. But with five games now left between now and the end of the season, virtually the end is in sight. The question remains though, can Nigel Clough's men do enough to secure League Two safety after results in midweek? Leave us in a position we don't like looking at in the league table. But trust me when I say this, the maths should mean, Touchwood will be all right in the end. This is the show for the fans, by the fans, the place for you to have your say on your team in the live feed. If you're watching us live, drop a comment in the comments box right now and have your say on your team. Anything you want to say about recent games, upcoming fixtures, performances, anything you want to say which is Mansfield Town related, get involved right now and have your say. Why? You should know why by now. It's Series 4, Episode 20, virtually the end. Let's get the show underway. Welcome to the Mental Matters podcast. It seems like an absolute eternity since we did one of these podcasts where there wasn't a game surrounding it. There wasn't. It wasn't a, a podcast game day sandwich. Ah, well, one thing we will do tonight is tuck in to the feast that is Mansfield Town and follow the journey all the way. Joining me for this three-course delight, we've got the main event and the dessert and the starter. You'll have to figure out which one's which. I've gone down a food wormhole. I can't get out of it. Joining me virtually, Mr. Nathan Edge from the other side of Mansfield, and all the way from Man- Manchester, 
the Manx Stag himself, it's Mr. Cam Felton. Very good evening to you fellows. How are you doing? Good evening. Good evening. Very well. Looking forward to delivering the uh, the bread and butter of Mansfield Town this evening. Very, See, very good. Better. Very that good. You, you, but the thing is there, though, you had a couple of seconds to, to think about it. You you know, you had a, an opportunity to have a little uh, think and you get your brain working. You had a intro to think about. Yeah, but I had to also think about what else I was saying whilst I was saying it. Don't, you know, look, you've not been on this podcast for a while. Don't start because I, I will just happily get rid of you and it will just be me and Nathan again. It, it's been absolutely fine. So don't start. Let, let's not go there. <laughs> a bit harsh. I was quite harsh, actually. These these things have turned back to, to normal. That welcome is, back, Cam. Yeah, welcome back, Cam. It's good to have you. Uh, things fi- are going back to normal in the world, and Cam comes back. It's all well and good. Absolutely. I don't know where my other cameras just disappeared. So well, I sort that. Sort this that happened last time. I know, it? Mac. Just you know what? You can't get the equipment, can you? It's abs- It's an absolute joke. We'll get it. We'll get it sorted. I think we need some sort of sponsor to get you a new camera really i think that's what we there need. it is do you know what i did think about setting up one of those coffee account things where people can donate but i don't know i always feel bad about asking people for money so uh, there you go we'll get it sorted anyway let's talk let's not talk about my uh, my woeful bank balance let's talk about mansfield town's woeful league position see that was a better segue um midweek results cam didn't quite go for us but the fact is you know what we can look at those results all day long and 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 say you know it was a negative or whatever but the fact still is we've got five games to go there's a nine point buffer between ourselves and south and if we win on saturday and they lose their game it's uh going to be a 12 point buffer with 12 points left to pay to play for it's virtually all done. It's very much in our hands. At least we're not in Colchester, Colchester's position where they can easily be caught and you know dragged into it. I think it for me personally, it's a ba- it's a, a a battle of the bottom three. Yeah, um, I think we've I think we've just got enough momentum. Yes, it's not winning momentum, but we're still picking up points, uh, and and that's the issue. Of the bottom three. Uh, have got that they aren't really doing regularly. They can't pick up points. Um, I think Colchester, for one, they, 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 they had a decent fight back on Friday night after we uh, after we um, we played uh, our game and and then in the last ten minutes just threw it away completely. They got their game back to three two and ended up losing five two. So there's just no nothing to really separate the three teams. They're all pretty pretty poor but um we've just got to focus on ourselves and i suppose take game by game and i think that we've got a better running than the other three so i think south end have by far got the worst running so we've got to think like just got to either match or do better than what south end do and and that keeps the points buffer up it does. I think that the thing which Nigel Clough has been saying today, Nath, as well, uh, we'll come to some of the comments in a minute, keep them coming in. Uh, what Nigel Clough's been saying today, Nath, is, is very much about, um, you know, it, it's in our hands. We could be well out of sight by now and should be, but, you know, we're, we're, we're drawing more games than we're losing. We're, we're seeing games out. And I, I think that's the thing, you know what, it's just about getting it to the position where... Um, we are safe and we, we don't have to get into those three or four last two games uh, looking over our shoulder because I think that's the the one thing which is on his mind a little bit but personally I don't think we'll get there No, um, I mean I think we've had a, an element of luck yes we've been picking points up so at least we have been getting them one point on the board you know we haven't seems like we haven't won anything now but those one points it still keeps that ticking up doesn't it and, and luckily throughout that time those teams below us 
they haven't been able to win. They haven't, they haven't really been able to close that gap. So um, it's kept it as it is. But as we've been saying for weeks in the post-match podcast, uh, at this point of the season, it's not necessarily about the fact that you know we haven't pulled away by any points. But actually, what has happened is, is a game's gone. You know, they've lost more. You know, those points to try and gain on us. So, uh, like you said, if 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 we can get a result on uh, on Saturday and, and they lose, or even the week after, you. You're looking at well, I say sadly, twelve points from from a possible twelve, and we've got a much superior goal difference. So, I'd I'd be very, very, very surprised. One, if we lost every game going through to the end of the season. Now, I still think we will. We've got some draws and at least a win, surely, with our running. Um, and I'd also be very surprised if we saw, um, you know, Grimsby, Southend, or Colchester pull up, pull together some some results because they haven't looked like doing it for, for most of the season especially at this point so I'm, I'm with you I think it's basically done but like Nigel Clough said you you can't go out there on the pitch on Saturday think, and think that because you're setting yourself up for failure so just get out there and get the job done and then we can relax a little yeah absolutely let's have a very quick look at that running then before we delve into some of the questions a little bit more broader chat um as well um so grimsby of course bottom of the league at the moment um they their last lot of uh, fixtures uh, bolton on saturday for a start you know that's a, a a tough game in itself because bolton for other reasons you know they're fighting towards the top end of the table now they'll want to you know keep the claws in there uh, then morecambe another team up there at the top for grimsby then oldham uh, exeter port vale and then cambridge of course cambridge as we know have been to and froing with the top of the table towards the end of the season so especially with the way you know the, the top three is at the minute um cheltenham top 72 cambridge second on 71 Bolton third on 70 um, you know any one of those three teams could go and win the championship and with them having to play um, Cambridge on the final day of the season um, you know Cambridge will be bang up for that wanting to try and uh, grab hold of that league title so uh, for me I think they've probably got the toughest running of Grimsby um, and then I think uh, that's why I discount them a little bit um, I don't think they've got enough in the tank for me. Uh, it's definitely between Southend and Colchester then for me. Uh, Southend's next lot of games, Col- uh, Exeter um, away on uh, on Saturday. Uh, not sure if that one's been moved, of course. Um, Colchester then on April the 20th. Leighton Orient on the 24th. Uh, then they don't have a game in the, on the midweek. And then it's Barrow and Newport, uh, their final few games. And then Colchester, Warsaw at home on uh, on Saturday. Uh, Southend away uh, at home, sorry, Southend at home, Cheltenham away, Salford at home, and then Tranmere away. So uh, lots of tough games in there um, for me. And like you said earlier... I think Colchester and Southend have got to play each other. Yeah, and I think... That's a hell of a game, Tuesday night. Yeah, I was just going to say as well, I think that's the one really which we'll be looking out for because (laughs) as much as we're sort of saying, you know, if we win on Saturday and they they lose, it's a 12-point gap with, with 12 left to pay for play for realistically actually at, at, at this stage neither team have really got 12 left to play for because they've got to play each other so they're not going to be neither of those teams they both can't get 12 can there they? it is yeah. yeah exactly yeah neither can get the 12 points so um only one only of them one. can so it's <laughs> yeah it's a very interesting position to find ourselves in i think and i just think we need to get it done i think that's the main thing cameron isn't it because we've we've spent weeks and weeks and weeks going if we'd have won today it would have probably been done and dusted and we just drag it on and drag it on and drag it on it's like get ready for it kids because here it comes it's an analogy it's alert like he said it again here we go it's like having a really brilliant idea for a drama 
Series 1 goes through the roof. Ratings are fantastic. Series 2, not so bad, all right. Then you've dragged it on to Series 3, changed the whole cast, and it's just gone downhill. We've dragged it on to the point where it's it's not worth watching anymore. We've dragged it on to the point where it should be done and dusted. It should have been wrapped up. Are we not talking about the podcast here? No, no, no. Ah, no, right, Of course. Uh, we're no. on season four. Yeah, we're on yeah. season four, and frankly... Um, beyond help. Yeah, pr- beyond help. Yeah, absolutely right. Uh, let's talk about help. Let's uh, go to you guys at home for some help. Let's dive into some of the comments uh, this evening. Uh, Mark says, evening, guys. Uh, Jim says, Craig, Cam, Nathan, is there any particular player you'd like to see us sign in the summer? Um, Clive says, 50p is on its way for the, the dodgy camera. Um, and says, have you... Uh, have any of you successfully bid for w- one of the match-worn short shirts in the charity auction? We'll come into the player question in a minute, but Nathan Edge, I'm looking straight at you. You had a task, didn't you? We, you know, we picked a man of the match, and then you were supposed to bid for that shirt. It, it totally slipped my mind. Clive's reminded us, are you a winner? Are you a winner takes it all? Or, you know, has the loser had to fall? Well, I mean, I, 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 I underestimated the... Uh... The, the finances in Mansfield, to be honest, because I did not expect them to go so high. <laughs> these, these are views of, Mans, uh, of Nathan Edge, not Mansfield Matters, by the way. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, no, I, I mean, it's obviously incredible amounts of, uh, of money, right? I haven't looked for... Uh, I can't remember when it, when, it, when it closed now, but um, they went. the bidding went very, very high. I did have a budget. I've got a baby on the way. And uh, it went above my budget, I'm afraid. Excuses so, are coming yeah. in now. There's I no dedication out. to this podcast anymore. No dedication. <laughs> Who did you go for? I didn't. Because no, who's, what was I was doing, to? Uh, it should have been Jason Law. Yeah. And I think he's one of the most expensive players out there. £325 uh, it sold for. Jesus. So uh, what my, my plan was, I, was, I was sitting and watching, uh, and I thought there's no point in bidding early, because all that's going to do is you know, rile up the other bidder and, and get them to bid higher. So I was like, I'm going to, you know, I know it's for charity, so I obviously want it to be a good amount, but I'll just sit and wait a little bit till, till it gets to close to the end and I'll pop in my bid there. You know, I saw you got, got to win. you got to be tactical. How are you going to win these things? And then it just kept going up and up and up. I was like, I've got no chance here. So uh, sadly, no shirt for, for my, well, there will be shirts for my display, but it won't be the uh, the NHS one, unfortunately. Mal Bennings went for the highest, 350 quid. Clive says he Sir. dropped yeah, thank you. It's Sir Mal Benning Day as well. Um, more on him later. Oh, uh, it's Sir, Sir Mal of Benning Day. I can't believe, you for, can't believe you forgot. Uh, Clive says, I dropped out at 250 for one of his. So, yeah, it's... Do you know what? I'd have loved to have had a bid, um, but I just can't afford it. Not on my wage. We've, got, we've all already got the shirt, so... Yeah. I haven't. This is what I'm even this, more yeah. about. No, yeah. I missed out. So I, but, that's why another reason why I really wanted to, to get one. I mean, I know it's not uh, going to happen for you, Nate. I know it's not going to happen, but they did say that the Nigel Clough one was going to be put up later after that, that had sold. So maybe there might be a little chance to redeem yourself, but... If one, if if a shirt was going for you know upwards of three hundred quid for a player, a manager of of that standing, a special shirt, you're gonna have to have a word, mate. You know, <laughs> she, it's gonna have to be a second hand push chair for the little one because Clough's one's gonna be at least five hundred. Well, we've already got one, but um, if anybody wants to. Uh... To well, follow me on Facebook. You might see something go up for sale in the next uh, couple of days. If you need a pram, you know where I am. I mean, I like that. I get 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 on the t-shirt. Although I, this is not Facebook Marketplace, so if you could please not advertise what you what you sell. Cam, you got anything for sale? Anything worthwhile to sell? 
please, please. Um, not that I would sell. I mean, I've got this. Uh, 92, 93 home shirt. Just for clarity, Nath, he showed the home shirt, and just for pure clarity on the audio version of the podcast, he was referring to the shirt and not himself, because honestly, <laughs> there'd been nobody that's willing to pay more than 1p for that. Moving swiftly on, let's go back to the question of um, of uh, of Jim earlier. Is there any particular player you'd like to see us sign this summer? I'm sure this is going to be a, a, a theme of conversation for the next few weeks or so, but uh, early doors, it's got to be, for me, I, I, I still don't think the defence is, is, is sorted out. Um, but I think that's in a better shape than what the strike force is, Nate. So for me, um, one of the first dealings is a good, solid, reliable goal scorer, someone who's... 24 to 26 had a good couple of seasons at league two maybe half a season a season at league one level someone that that's getting regularly between 10 and, and 18 goals a season yeah uh, i'd agree i so i mean we there's a lot of areas that we clearly need strengthening um throughout the whole pitch but if we're, we're gonna say if we're gonna focus on one in particular it, it has to be has to be a striker doesn't it because we look at um where we've We've really struggled this this year. I think we've only got one player in double figures, um, so you know we've we've massively massively struggled in the striker department. Um, not just the strikers that we've got on the pitch. You know, you probably say the standard could go up with the with your number one striker, but you've also not got much in depth there as well. So you know we need to strengthen that position. So that's got to be a focus for us in. Uh, in the summer, especially when I I don't see Nicky Maynard or Andy Cook sticking around either. No. So um, I think we've got to get two or three in that department, to be honest. I think it would be a shame on, on one of those, and I'm referring more to Andy Cook. I think Clough has made it pretty much clear that Maynard will be moving on, especially with his, his comments about the reason he let him go in the first place, Cam. But um, I'd like to see potentially Andy Cook uh, stay and get another shot. But the problem is, if you're Andy Cook and you've spent, you've had two seasons at a club where halfway through you've been shipped out on loan elsewhere, you're not going to want to come back and have a third stab at it, are you? Because all the time you'd be thinking, right, I'll give it six months, but January time, I wonder where I'll be off to this time. He, 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 he's known now as half a season Andy Cook, and it, it's it's disappointing and frustrating. Yeah, it is. But that's the thing. He scored goals before he, he, he went out. And, and yes, they might not have been great, but he scored, what, eight last season? About the same the season before. Mm. And obviously, the season, uh, last season was, was cut short. But it's it's frustrating because... Uh, not the season before, this season and last season. It's frustrating because he, he does score goals, but it's just trying to get a, a place for him. And you think when he... Um, trying to think which game it was it was Cambridge away new year last season when he came on it just gave us that little lift and there's so many more games where where we've we've just changed and uh this season another one you'd think is is Crawley at home and he comes on he scores the equalizer and he just changes games and he just offers a different attack that we we don't have at the minute and and by I mean by Maynard and Cook both going out We've we've severely been left short for the rest of the season, and that's where that's where we're now starting to suffer because we've got no options. Jamie Reed's fallen out of form completely; can't hit a barn door. Jordan Barry's dried up a little bit, and it's fortunate that we've got midfielders that are just about capable of scoring. I think. Correct that... me if I'm wrong, but and Andy Cook, I know 
we say you, you could say half the half the time is probably because he's not really being played often enough. But aren't both Januarys? Hasn't he asked to leave? You know, didn't he ask to go to Tramia last season? Um, and then obviously that there was a, a deal in place basically for that to be permanent at the end of the season. Mm. But I think with Tramia coming down, that obviously fell through. Uh, and then and then obviously this season you'd understand it even more this season because he's had probably less less game time, but. Again, the, the message basically was from the club that he, he wanted to leave and he wasn't going to uh, keep somebody here that wasn't really part of the plans and wasn't really wanted to stay here. So based on that, for me, that kind of just says to me, he's probably not settled in Mansfield, yeah. you know, or not necessarily in Mansfield, but set up playing for Mansfield. I, I don't know. I just think he's had a bit of reputation of that in the past as well at other clubs. I just don't think he's... I think his personality is not fitting in for, for his sake more than... Just the, just our sake, which yeah. is why I think he'll be he'll be gone. Yeah, I agree. I think you know, like you said, you've got a good point there. You look you look at his career. Um, he don't really doesn't really spend more than two seasons at a club. He's he's moved about left, right, and centre. Um, always seems to sort of antagonise fans when he leaves the club as well. I personally like him as a striker. I think he offers something good. But if there's something not right in terms of him getting settled, then then fair enough. Like uh, people have said in in the comments, you know, uh, he wanted out. Don't entertain. Don't entertain a return. Um, I think we mentioned it last summer because some of the comments that he made actually when he signed for Tranmere were uh, said said a lot. Um, yeah. But it, it's just it's just a weird one. But again, you you think he's had two seasons at the club, essentially not even maybe not even maybe a full year because he's gone out on loan twice. Yet he's played under three different managers, and you just wonder, you know, you do have to wonder if he'd have stayed under Clough. I think he'd have got a, a shot eventually, but he just doesn't want to sit it out on the bench and wait. He wants it handed on a plate, and fair play, he seems to have found somewhere at Bradford where he can get his feet under the table and, and score on a regular basis. And you know, good luck to him. But the annoying thing is, is he out of contract in the summer? And if he is. That means that we're going to lose money on him because you know we'll, we'll end up letting him go on a free. Whereas, you know, a year or so ago when we let him go to Tranmere, there was potential money on the table and 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 returning that and recouping that loss in inverted commas, if you like. And I think we paid a fee for him as well, didn't we? So, mm. uh, if I remember right, so that 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 there is a disappointment there. Um, let hopefully he is in contract. So obviously, that we we did say, didn't we, a few weeks ago that we were going to do a bit of research and try and look at look back and figure out who's in contract and who's not. Mm. I don't think any of us have got around to it yet, have we? But No, I've not um, had time, but I but, certainly have got time coming up, so I will be doing this, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, so that's something we probably should do. But obviously, if he is in, in, in contract, then hopefully the fact that he is now scoring goals at Bradford will either hopefully you know force their hand into making a, a bid for him, you know, especially if he's going to be popular with mm. the fans and things like that. Hopefully they'll come in for him or, or he's put himself in the shop window for, for other clubs. But... I, I kind of get what you mean. He's one of those players that you, he can score goals, but I think if he doesn't want to be at Mansfield, we've said it in the past about yeah. players, if they don't want to be here, then 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 let's not force them to be here. Even if you think they're going to get you a few goals, you need to have it right in the dressing room. And if he's not going to fit in that, right, especially as we are at a very crucial point of our time at the club where we, you know, it's going to be a big rebuild. Let's, yeah. There's no, uh, no, there's no avoiding that, is there? So you've got to get, the personality is right, I think, in there. And I don't think, for me, he will be right. 
Uh, Roger says start afresh with new strikers. Andy Cook did not happen uh, in general. Uh, talking about players they'd like to see signed. I don't know whether this is tongue in cheek or not uh, from Clive, but he does say maybe it's to maybe spark an argument. But uh, he does say on uh, in the comments uh, where has it gone? Where is it? Come on, where is it? I can't. I can never find it. I can never find. That's not Alex McDonald. Uh, I can never find what I'm looking for. Whenever I'm looking for it, I can never... Oh, it's done my headphones. Oh, I still haven't found. Yeah, that's that's the one. I, I can't... Oh, no, it's disappeared. My sound effect has dis absolutely disappeared. Gutted. You know you know which one I'm on about, because I'm going to say you're gonna say it. Um, he says, uh, McDonald and Rose back at the middle. Oh. I was going to play the, the jingle, but the jingle has disappeared. Bring that him one. home. That's the yeah. one, yeah. I'm going to have to get that sorted. I'm sorry about yeah, that. That's, that's, that's yeah, not go, let's not have to have that again. Yeah, well, I don't know. I, like, I did like that jingle. Um, no, I mean, let's not have you two singing it again. That's what yeah, I meant. Yeah, absolutely. Get it back. Absolutely. Uh, Mark says, agree. Uh, forget about Cook and Maynard. Both are history. Uh, one person that isn't history, one person that is very much the future, uh, is Jimmy Knowles. We, you know, he's, His name has cropped up quite a lot, um, especially since January. Um, he's getting a little bit more game time now, Cam, at Notts County. I know you've been keeping a, a keen eye on it. You're always the one that pops up in the group chat saying, Jimmy's scored. Um, again. Usually because I'm just on Twitter constantly. Well, that that is true. Uh, but again, uh, you know, he'll have an opportunity in the summer to come in and, and uh, have a pre-season under his belt under Nigel Clough and, and see what he's made of. I mean, Notts County fans reckon they're going to sign him, on, sign him on a permanent. They want to, don't they? Yeah, I'll say if they've got the money, then... That's the thing. Clough, Clough obviously considered recalling him in January anyway. So he's obviously got some sort of plan in, in place for him. So... If they're going to want him, they've got to come with the money for him. So, and I, I just don't think that'll happen. No. I can't see that personally. I would be very, very Surely. frustrated if um, if we sold Jimmy Knowles to Notts County. Especially yeah. without seeing what he can do yeah. at, at Mansfield. Yeah. He hasn't really had too much of opportunity. And, and with, you, you say, we said about Jason Lord, it's getting him, getting these players out at these teams to to get them ready to then come into to our squad to see what we can do and I, I think if um, you know he's still such still uh, such a young player if the this sort of um, experience is going to benefit him you know he, he not only could he do a job for us but hopefully you know touch wood as he develops further he could bring in a bit of money quite a bit of money for the club in the future so we, we you know we don't want that going to 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 Notts County, do we? Our you know our neighbours. That's that's we we should be looking at utilising these players. So surely not. Absolutely, I agree with what Clive says here. Actually, Nigel Clough has taken the time to look at Knowles. I reckon he's part of the plan. Yeah, absolutely. Just because he's not at the club, you know, he's doing the right thing for his development at the moment. Um, for me, um, you know, he's out at another club, uh, a, a league below us, getting regular game time. Uh, you know, against. In a competitive league, you know they're competing at the moment as well. Um, for me, it's an absolute positive cam to to leave him there, and I very much do think that in the summer, Knowles will be back in the club. Um, he'll have a look. He'll have a look at him in pre-season. Maybe he'll go out on loan again for six months and then and then have another look at him. But I certainly think you know in terms of a development strategy, it, it's it, it's what we want to be doing. And I think what we will be doing with our younger players. Um, on a more frequent basis next season. Yeah, because 
you, you look at when young players have players, I think uh, Tyree Sinclair, you, you don't look like moving him out of the squad at the moment. It's just performance after performance after performance at the moment. And obviously getting the goal uh, on Friday night was fantastic. And it's he's finally gone right for him, having a couple mm. of chances in the last few games. And, and, and obviously Jason Law's been just as impressive when he has played. He's fell out of favour at the moment. But... Uh, and it's not quite clicking for him at the moment. But when he was playing, it, it was doing well. So you've got to think, these boys have been knocking on the door for a while. Um, and I think this season, with the way that everything's just gone, with, with no fans in, with it being a busy schedule, them being able to be relied on when we've been short of players or short, well, short of match-fit players, as... as pretty much forced them into being in the team but it, it's also forced them to step up to the mark and 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 they definitely have I'm, I'm kind of disappointed someone like James Clark hasn't had a chance but um you look at uh Sinclair and, and Law they've been fantastic when they've played and and let's hope that Jim when he comes back and he gets a full pre-season under his belt he's uh definitely he's not going to hit the ground running he's not going to score 20 odd goals but he's he's definitely going to be up there um, come next season second, second top scorer uh, for Notts County at the minute is Jimmy Knowles uh, six goals in the National League for him played 22 games um, uh, in that as well so uh, you know really doing well for them I can see why their fans are uh, you know are, are big fans um, of him but I think he's definitely it's definitely a, a, a step for him to develop and I think you know you mentioned like Jimmy Knowles you mentioned like Tyree Sinclair and, J- and Jason Law there as well um, they'd have had the same treatment. I think if we'd have maybe got the targets in that we wanted in January and 8th, they might have dropped down to the conference for a little bit of a spell. But it just so happens that things didn't transpire that way. And actually, they, they've had the chance at the first team level. You know, I'm a big believer in fate in football. Um, you know, Tyree Sinclair, Nigel Clough has said openly today um, that if Oli Sarkic um, wouldn't have got injured, you know, he probably wouldn't have got any much game time this season. Likewise with with Jason Law and uh, when George Lapsley got injured as well. Yeah, um, which is you kind of understand that. You know, you want your, your your proven pros to be on the pitch, especially you know when when you we have been fighting relegation as we, as we have been doing. But at the same time, you kind of. Now, certainly at this point now, you know, now we are safe. I would, well, almost safe. I would like to think that those players would be, would have been given the opportunity, even if Oli Sarkic and you know George Lapsley mm. were, were fully fit. You know, they, they need to be given a shot at some point. So, um, I, I'm kind of mixed feelings about that. Even if Oli Sarkic was here, I, I would have liked to think that Tyrese Sinclair would have been given some some game time. It's not like we're blessed in 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 that area with with numbers at the moment. Sarkic is only only one player, so uh, and you still think we probably need you know another at least another one uh, with the way we've been struggling. So um, it's it's a, it's a difficult one. Yes, they do obviously need to go and get development, and I think um, Jason Law certainly had more opportunities than that over the year. You know, we talked about we said it uh, over different podcasts. You know, Law's not really that young anymore. He's yeah. twenty two, is he? Twenty one, twenty two, um, yeah. 21, so and anybody's already had a lot of um, you know league experience. Yes, non-league, but uh, professional senior men's football. He's had, he's already got that experience, which has certainly helped him. Whereas Tyrese maybe hasn't had that much of that. So he's uh, you would say a year or two behind in that aspect. But 
you then look at Jimmy Knowles, he's younger than, than both of them, but he's already played at a higher level, uh, in, in, you know, apart from at Stags, uh, you know, on loan. So I, I just think until they actually get the opportunity to come on the pitch at, at, you know, in a Stag shirt, you were never going to really get a good idea to see how well they'll do. And if we did the same with, if we, if we didn't give Bobby Assels and, uh, you know, John, Alex John Baptiste, Liam Lawrence, and Zoe Slave, we didn't give them time on the pitch. We would, mm. We'd never have known what players they could have turned out to be. So I want to see our managers give these players opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, they have sort of been grasping them of late. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, I think one of you mentioned uh, James Clark. It's a shame that he's not been given an opportunity um, uh, to show what he can do. He's certainly impressed last season. Um, but I think let's just turn turn our attention to, to strikers um, finally. Cam, final word on them. You know, we were asked about, this is all stemmed from the question about who we'd like to see brought in in um, in, in the summer. Do you think that Clough will go back in for Aikens again and, and Brayford or do you think he will look elsewhere for his target? I think, you know, he brought in Sarkic. People might ask the question about whether he'll look to give him a shot next season. Personally, I'd avoid it. I think there's too much injury injuryness there. Um, but do you think he'll go back in for uh, for Aikens and Brayford again? Uh, I, I think so. Obviously, Burton have found a, a miraculous form uh, over the last couple of games. What, six? Six or seven in a row now, and they've 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 clawed themselves clear of the relegation battle in mm. League One. So, so they're not going to want to let go of their players. So it might cost us a bit more now, but then again, it depends on what their ambitions are. Because obviously, Jimmy Floyd Asselbank's going to want to do um, big things with them, and um, we might be able to get them a bit cheaper. I don't know really, but I, I definitely think it's worth looking at. Because uh, obviously Aikens is is what is he thirty thirty something thirty one yeah yeah he's about ninety yeah he's he's been around a while but do you think that maybe maybe we should be going for someone that's actually scored a few more goals this season yeah I think so I mean just on Aikens nine goals uh, in Skybet League One this season Kane Hemmings and a former Stag on thirteen. Um, I, I, again, I wouldn't be against seeing him come back. To be fair, no, I wouldn't. I mean, I think there's probably a little bit of an animosity, isn't there, because of we of certain things after he left. But yeah, I'll me, pass, I, thanks. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> for me, I just I thought he was a decent strike for us. I I, I liked him. I liked to sort of uh, yeah, good just, hold up play. You yeah. knew where the net was. Physicality was good. He could pass a ball. I could see how he would fit into a Nigel Clough team. We just need a strike partner to go alongside him. Absolutely, uh, there's there's so many options there, and I'm sure you know it, we will uh, we will talk about it uh, a number of times. Judging by the comments, uh, lots saying Judas Hemmings. I think we'll probably avoid that little topic. <laughs> I'm with them. Yeah, I, I don't know if he scores. If they come back and score goals, I, I'm never two against it but there you go um, as long as you're doing well in a Mansfield shirt it's, it's not about um, your past it's about your present look at Jordan Bowery you know expire shite but uh, yeah you know he's quite well liked I'd say now by by Stags fans uh, that's all by the by though let's delve into the uh, the Stags dressing room let's take a break from these two from a second uh, and let's find out what Nigel Clough's been saying he's been speaking at the One Course Stadium uh, not at the One Course Stadium at the RH Academy today of course the club's training facility he's been talking a little bit more about safety 
and uh, what the Stags have got to do to get there and reach it and how the Stags performed against the teams in and around them with five games left to go in the Skybet League 2 season. This is Nigel Clough speaking to I Follow Stags. Keep your comments coming in. We've played, I think, all the top teams in the last couple of months. We've lost to one of them, I believe, Cambridge. Uh, so we know how close we are to them and we should, certainly should have beaten two or three of them. We beat Cheltenham and we, we should have won two or three more as well. Uh, so the fine margins, it's, it's great just say to the players, listen, stop your silly mistakes. Say nobody goes on the pitch wanting to make mistakes or meaning to. Just cut those out uh, and we'll be halfway up the league. We would be halfway up the league this season. Next season, we want to be challenging. Uh, I think it's a good mood in the, in the fact that we haven't won enough games, but we've only lost the two in, I don't know, the last you tell me, eight, nine, ten games or whatever. So, and defeats are what really uh, kills the, the atmosphere around a football club and, uh, and kills confidence as well. So we're not losing. And also, I think the players realise that without those mistakes, we'd be in a much healthier position. Uh, a couple of positive results and... We don't look at others really, uh, but if, if they do go our way, uh, then we could be safe with three games to go, uh, which would be great. I don't want to get down into the last two or three games and just watch it in case if somebody comes up with some freak runs and results and things like that. Uh, so let's look after it ourselves in the next two games. That's Stags boss Nigel Clough speaking to I Follow Stags. You can watch that interview in full by heading to mansfieldtown.net forward slash I Follow right now and have your say on your team. Uh, in the comments, keep your comments coming in. And uh, Nathan, it's just me and you. Cam seems to have disappeared. No, he's come back with a drink. He went to get a drink. He's, he's all good. He's back with us. Um, you know, you were listening there, Nathan, to what Nigel Clough had to say. It was talking about the fact that, um, you know, we are sort of difficult to beat. It's just the fact that we can't get wins on the board. Last 10 games, um, one win, six draws, three defeats. Um, let's take that down into the last uh, five games if we can. Uh, I'll, have to do, uh, I'll have to do six actually on this table. But um, last five games, let's have a look at, little look at where we are. One, two, three, four draws, one defeat. You know, if you could replicate that, Nath, in the in the last five games of the season... That's a decent enough end, isn't it? I mean, we'd like to have a win. One more win to take us up to, to double figures uh, for the season. I think we're only on nine wins, aren't we, for the campaign? But, um, you know, uh, if, if you can... Rep yeah, we are. If you can replicate um, that, four wins and a defeat, that'd do, wouldn't it? We'd be safe. And and the bottom line is that's, that's all that matters anyway. So, um, yes, it'll do in that aspect. You know, we... You, we would like to go. I think finish the season with a bit of, you know, momentum. I know obviously it doesn't. It does follow on a little bit into next season. You know, a bit of positivity to to finish the the season would would be nice, um, especially for for the players that are mm. going to stay here. So that would be something to build on going into the summer. But it doesn't really matter too much. You know, to be honest, as long as as long as we're safe, um, I'm more maybe. The positive, looking at the players, looking at like we just said, some of the some of the young players, see how they get on, give them more minutes, and uh, and just see who's who's going to be ready for us next season. Re really, it's it's about building. Um, I, I still think that we're going to see a lot of a lot of these players go in the summer. Um, so uh, yeah, as long as we're safe, I don't mind too much. But one one or two wins, uh, I think looking at the fixtures. We've got the chance to possibly do it, and you look at the league table. Where, like you say, we've, we've drawn so many, and the, our goal difference is only minus six. So it's not like yeah. we've been 
losing a lot and getting battered a lot. It's far from it. We've just we've drawn too many and we've not <laughs> been able to win enough. So we we could have easily been been higher up the table with a little bit of luck and a little bit like they quit out of the mistakes like Nigel Clough said in his interview. I think but, um, go on, Cam, go on. Sorry, just going on to something that um some obviously like people collect like stats about shots and things taken and this, that and the other and like I know it's it's a weird one to look at, but you know the expect like expected goals, the amount of chances you create. The I amount hate that there. stat. I I just think that's. We such know a, we hate it, but you look ridiculous. at the chances that we've created, and and they've looked at the games where they are, and you think like, well, if we'd have took these chances instead of wasting them constantly, we'd be in a much better position if we do if we did take those chances. Is it, is there that. a stat for, um, you know, unexpected? Defensive errors, because we. I think we'd be, be like top of the table. Well, so. <laughs> exactly. So um, you know, it's it, it, we've been. I think it's not just been putting the ball in the net, has it? Let's be honest. No. It, we, we should have had. We could have easily had a few, quite a few one nil wins. You look at Bolton at the minute. They do my head in because I hate them. I I just hate them because yeah. the manager does my head in. But they keep getting so many one nil wins, one nil wins all the time. It, it, and and I think there's been so many games where we could have got those one nil wins. We've drawn we've drawn so many one one, and if we went back through the games, which we probably will do at the end of the season, oh, a little yeah. bit, but but um, you know the, the mistakes we've made to throw away three points, um, you know that that could have been the difference. Not necessarily what we do at the top; it's also what we do at the back, isn't it? I think the most frustrating thing with Bolton is when you look at the the home game with them ahead of that. We were very tight-knit in the table. We were pretty much neck and neck next to each other in a mid-table berth, you know, and, and we threw that game away by our own errors and actually that sparked Bolton's run and from there they've climbed up to outside the playoffs, into the playoffs and now, you know, th- to, to third in the automatics. But realistically, they've got a bloody chance of actually winning the league, which is just they've an absolute well, joke. No, no uh, Cambridge at uh, Cheltenham have who, who are top. Oh, right, yeah. But it's still an absolute joke, the fact that they, you know, they're only two points off the top of the table from where they were. And you just think, with a little bit of luck, with a, f- a couple of bits in January, that could have been us. But should have, would have, cause is, is, is not they, for me they this season. serious money in January. That yeah, that, and, and that's it. And you know what? That could have gone totally wrong for them. It, it really could and, have gone and, totally wrong. I've seen so many people comment that, saying that that could have been us if we were a bit braver. But I, I, I really don't agree we, with it because no. the difference is they've just been taken over. You know, they're... Yeah. They kind of where we we were ten ten years ago when when we were taken over when yes the the the, the owners are going to flood money into the club that's mm. what they do when you get a takeover you do go and invest heavily and and let's not forget at the start of the season they were everyone was saying they're just going to walk the league so they already had a good uh, you know good sort of core of a uh, of players there yeah. which they could build on we haven't our our recruitment in the summer basically you know hasn't been anywhere near good enough clearly. Hence where we are in, in the table, whereas they've managed to make those little alterations by throwing a lot of investment at it. And I just don't think we're there now. And I don't want to be I don't want to be no. an unsustainable club. No. And we and we've said it time and time again. We won't talk touch about it now too much because we'll do it at the end of the season in the podcast then. But you know, the work we've done in January actually to reduce the wage bill, to cut costs in a time where there's no fans, no income. That's more important than anything like splashing money to it and trying to get a, a a broad promotion. Let's earn it. Let's balance yeah. the books. Let's earn it. And let's do it when we're in the 
fucking grand as well. Let's do it when we can go and watch it because... Yeah, imagine how gutted that would yeah. be going up on it. Yeah. yeah. When you can't even be there. Yeah. All just sort of celebrating, chucking champagne around to empty stands. It's just not It's just not worth it. Let's just get it done, get it started and, and go again uh, in the summer. Um, let's wrap up, uh, chat about the, the on-the-pitch uh, matters and, and things like that um, now and, and move on in, in just a second. Obviously... Um, Stevenage on Saturday, twelve thirty kickoff due to the uh, the funeral um, of, of HRH um, and all of that stuff. Um, twelve thirty kickoff for that one. They've really, really used that lifeline they got last season, Cam, of you know getting the reprieve from relegation because of Macclesfield. They've really utilised that and, and pushed on this season. And do you know what? Fair play to them. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was the most incredibly boring draw at Field Mill earlier this season, but they've, they've won the games that they need to. They've uh, picked up points, and I think in a season where we knew that fans were, weren't were going to be around much, and, and for some teams we've not had a crowd since since last March. For, I mean, we've had, what, two crowds in and both been away this season. Um, won one and lost one, and... So it's going to be a difficult season, but if you're going to think, right, so fan, we've had a reprieve, this, mm. that and the other, let's go out, have a consolidation season. And they've done it. They've done it. And they've done it well. Um, for us, we could have gone from last season struggling yeah. down near the bottom and, and gone like, well, we're not going to sign anybody. We're just going to add a, well, we're going to add a couple of players here and there. And, and we're just going to, and try and try and make it as comfortable as possible, but it's just not worked out for us. And it has worked for some teams, and it hasn't worked for others. It's just been a topsy turvy season. But if you're a Stevenage fan, you've got to be thinking, "Thank God for this pandemic," because I think without it, I think they'd have struggled this season. Yeah. Because you think a lot of clubs haven't haven't spent money on players. Obviously, we bought in in the summer, but we didn't do anything in January. Other clubs did loads in the summer and loads in the January, i.e. Bolton and uh, Bradford, and then others have just not done anything at all, and and that's what's probably saved them in in that clubs haven't had the finances to bring in in new players. Yeah, absolutely. Final comments uh, from you guys uh, on footballing matters. Roger says, uh, I said it for the last few weeks, draws will only be achieved as we are still a bit toothless up front. Uh, and Clive says, Nathan Stagg's clock is wonky. No, it's just the way his laptop is positioned uh, and things yeah. like that. He's working on getting a full-on camera rig set up and everything, honestly. He's, he's getting there. It'll all be ready for when we're, we're not virtual anymore. That is kind of all pointless, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be quite fun. But there you go. Um, right, I'm going to say this uh, now to you guys at home. Um, this is I posted it on the uh, the the message at the start of the show. Um, that there is a bit of a trigger warning for this show. Uh, discussions from this point onwards uh, may contain uh, discussion points which some people find upsetting. Um, so please do bear that in mind. Um, uh, and things like that, and also for you guys listening as well. There are a couple of things that I want to talk about. Um, first and foremost, today is the EFL Day of Action, um, which basically gives every media person that works with a uh, community trust, a foundation, or a football in the community nightmares and sleepless nights, um, as it has done me. I'm glad to be through the end of it. Um, but one of the campaigns this year was uh, My Football Club, where people were asking what My Football Club means to me. and it got me thinking, you know, it, it's uh, it's been a strange season. 
but the 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 everything that you, you strip down always comes back to Mansfield Town Football Club. So I'm going to ask the question to both of you, and Nathan, I'm going to start with you. What does Mansfield Town Football Club mean to you? <laughs> it's the hardest question going, isn't it? it yeah, it's, it's it is quite a difficult question because it's it's actually really hard to explain, um, and it's like. Um, it's like trying to explain it to somebody that doesn't understand football. And I think that's, again, it's it's really hard for mm. them to actually understand the concept of, of why a football club may, means so much to somebody. Yeah. And, and it's, it's very odd. You know, I think reflecting back on last year, you know, this time last year when football was, was no longer a thing for, for a while um, and how odd that felt to be, to be on a, I know we we tried to keep it ticking over ourselves, didn't we? By doing so, doing some, some extra stag stories and uh, throwing out some really random, I don't know, teams of eleven of lone players and stuff, crazy <laughs> stuff. Um, we were that desperate, but you know, it still felt very, very strange on a, on a mm. Saturday or on a Tuesday night, or you know, basically match days to to not have that focus. You know. Every, you, it happens, doesn't it? You, know, you will get to Saturday. First thing you do, you wake up and you think it's it's match day, and your whole day revolves around that you know, your football club. And it's you know we are for Mansfield, and it's for, for thousands of thousands of others across the country. All doing the same for for their club. It's just it's just a thing that has been passed down through your family, and I think it just becomes your life really. And uh, I say it's it's not the easiest thing to uh, to to ex to describe to somebody but it just becomes a part of you as a person i'd say yeah it does and you know you've got a point there talking about the the this time last year when it all sort of stopped and and all of that stuff and we tried to keep things going like you said on on this podcast by doing different bits and bobs because football is a conversation none of us would have met each other if it wasn't for for football and it's always a conversation starter and all sometimes as well it's um, you know, it, it fills a void. It, it gives you some light in 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 your life. Sometimes something to look forward to. And one thing I've I've sort of thought about this over the last couple of months or so, especially given recent news, is how much football does play a part in your week and and things like that. Especially on a on a Saturday, because there are people who will go to work or whatever and won't see family, won't see friends, and just get their head down and get through it. And might be a little bit lonely and vulnerable in the life, but football connects them together. It might be, you know, meeting up with new friends, meeting up with um, people who sit around you on a Saturday, going on a on a coach, and sometimes you might go on your own, but people will get to, people will start talking to you on your coach, and people will see the badge on your shirt and start talking to you. And um, it, it actually strangely got me thinking about you, Cam, in a, in a in weird way because, you know, you've been through a massive life change. Um, this year, obviously, you moved away from the area, you moved away from your family, you moved away from your friends in in, in Mansfield, and obviously, we you know we, we can see inside your little uni flat at the minute. I mean, I'm glad you've turned Babe Station off. That's 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 really that's really good. Um, but you know, straight the first thing you did, and I remember you sending us a picture of it, was you put up your stag shirt and your Legends Live poster, and straight away I knew that you'd be all right because you know, seeing the shirts there, you. you had something common with people that you were living with to talk about football and talk about a football club. And I think that's a a really good key thing to have. And I hope that by not being able to go to games, by not being able to go and meet new people, that it hasn't put people off going because it really can help in terms of building your confidence up and 
starting conversations. Yeah. I mean, firstly, what does football mean to me? It, it's everything. It's my it's my pastime. It's my hobby. It's something that I get to share with you. But it's also, without football, I wouldn't have a university to go to. I do football business and media. We learn about football business and the media industry. And without that, I'd, I mean, I'd just be in Manchester. I won't be doing anything, but... Yeah, are you it's doing just... a course on Hollyoaks? Sorry, Karen. It's 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 more than that, and I think to be fair, I think this is a very good uh, thing to talk about specifically today. Obviously, it is Sir Mal of Benning Day, and mm. you think back to these moments, and what what else in life would give you memories like that? The the sheer joy and passion when that goal went in, the the pandemonium in the stands, the people falling downstairs just to be at the front to celebrate with the with the players and you don't get that anywhere else and to be able to share that with with friends with family and then especially for us to be able to come back and do mm. this every what what used to be thursdays and then well whenever we feel like it basically yeah, it? <laughs> basically now whenever we're available i mean it's going to get worse because in the next couple of months nathan's going to have a bloody child to contend with that's going to be fun <laughs> yeah and it's just being able to talk about it, and I'm sure this is the same for you two. We've we've met people that we've never spoke to in our lives, and mm. and built friendships with with people that we only knew through through social media, just by by the mutual um, love of Mansfield Town. We've met people on the way days, spoke to us about football then, and and we've built up this following. And it, it might just be us three rambling sometimes, but over the last every time. Over the last year, it's been more than just us rambling. It's been able to to carry on that conversation and and to to give people chance to be able to talk about football. Uh, and... If you're throwing us under the bus, I'm I'm throwing everyone under the in the comments under the bus as well. They've been rambling too. Yeah, I mean, do you know what? Though? That's <laughs> such a good thing because you know we talk about the match day thing and they're missing it. And the one thing which we sort of sat down and said at the start of the season was. The one thing people are going to miss is that opportunity to talk and and have conversations about football in that raw emotion. And that's straight away at the start of the season where we said we're going to do something after every single game. 15 minutes after every single game this season, and I'm proud to say it will continue until the end of this season, of course, because we can't get back in. We've given people a platform and sometimes the views have gone through the roof. Sometimes the comments have been flooding in. We're looking at three, four, five hundred comments a share, which is great. Listens go through the roof. And it, the fact that people started messaging us after the first month or so of doing it, or even a couple of weeks saying, do you know what, I'm, looking, I'm as looking forward to watching the post-match show as I am watching the game, speaks volumes because it gives people a voice, it gives people a community. And I'm proud to say that we've managed to bring that community which you get in a coach or in a pub after the game and bring it online and still keep people connected. Now, I know for a fact that people have added people on Facebook or follow people on Twitter as a result of talking to each other in the comments and seeing each other in the comments. And that's such a great, powerful thing, isn't it, Nath? Yeah, it's by far been one of the, I mean, I love the fact that we even started this podcast in the first place. But, to yeah. um, you know, I think when we had that idea at the start of the season um it was yeah mainly mainly you know 
for for ourselves as well, we wanted that platform, but to by the power of, of Facebook Live, love it. Um, you know, we've been able to do it for everyone, and obviously we didn't know what sort of response it would get, but it's been it's, it's been one of my favourite things that I think we've 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 ever done really. Um, to to do these, I say mm. you, <laughs> you wouldn't ever get the opportunity to do it, would you? But because of the situation we find ourselves in today, be able to come live. Like, well, like I said, we started off at, at post-match, but then obviously started bringing in the pre-match as well. Um, and we've been been joined by many regulars and some people that have just dropped in and dropped out, but every time it sparked up conversation. So um, I've loved it. And I, I genuinely hope everyone else has as well. So, and I think they have because they've come back. So that's always a good sign. Yeah, absolutely. Clive says, Mansfield Town is like one of my children. Occasionally a cause for pride, often a cause of ruined weekends but I'll always love it. Mark says Mansfield Town is me from my dad. Um, for me, it's, it's absolutely everything. I think it's nowhere, nothing else in the world for me um, will teach you values like friendship. It will teach you emotions and how to cope with them, the highs, the lows, how to conduct yourself in, in conversation. And that's great. Cam mentioned Samal Day earlier. I was actually fortunate enough um, to interview him earlier. We did a Q&A for us um, at work to some of our participants late on. And we talked about that goal. And, um, you know, we spoke about Chesterfield away in particular and, and hitting the ball in the back of the net and the players getting the buzz off that. And he said it's been very difficult and very different this year with no, with no crowds and things like that and having to adapt. It's almost not the same. And I imagine that surge of emotion will be great. But there's another thing that he's, he's spoken about and another person in particular and this is why the trigger warning was put out there and that is Lee Collins and um, the question came about naturally actually was from one of the kids who said who was the biggest joker in the in the side and um, he said Corey O'Keefe this year and I asked him about um, all time and, and Lee Collins was up there and it was strange because you think of what's happened to Lee Collins in the last couple of weeks obviously sadly took his own life a couple of weeks ago um which is just doesn't bear thinking about at all um but to know he was a, a laugher and a joker um said to me that you don't always know what people are going through and it's interesting because we're sitting here and we're talking about football and it's something which unites us on a daily basis People can you can be walking through town with a, a stag's coat or a stag shirt on, and people will start a conversation with you. People might come to your house and see a, a picture up on the wall, and it will start a conversation. And it made me just realise that it is just a game, but it's important to check on people. And I think the whole thing with Lee Collins is somebody said this to me. I was doing an interview with with some participants of ours, and somebody said. Men don't talk often enough about their feelings and what they're going through. And I think one thing I hope as a result of this is that we do talk about our experiences and that we do check on each other and ask that we're, we're all right. We've all, us three, gone through changes in the last 12 months and we'll be doing so in the next 12 months as well. Some positive, some negative. And I think the key thing is just to is having football there just keeps us going and keeps us ticking over and I think the thing <coughs> excuse me that I want to say is it's a powerful tool to use but it has to be used in the right way 
and I think social media is great if you use it in the right way, Nath, but those who, you know, don't, it, it's a difficult one, and I just hope that when we get back to some form of normality and get to go to football again, we cherish it for what it actually is. Yeah. Um, it's... Uh... It's, it's, it's something that I think shouldn't be taken for granted in, in what actually it can bring to people uh, in, in their life. You know, it's, 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 sometimes we get um, wrapped up in how well your, your team's actually performing, you know, and that the whole success on the pitch and things like that and promotion, relegation and all those things. Um, you know, and we've had it this year where obviously people have been saying it'd be an absolute disaster to, to be relegated and stuff like that, which, yeah, obviously football is a game where you you, you, you want to succeed. It's competing against other, other teams and so on. But the one thing I've always said that all I want to ensure is that there's always a Mansfield town, you know, because, yes, it's it, certainly for, for us following a League Two team, we're clearly not following a team for, for glory because we're League Two. Um, you know, we've been down in this league or around this league for for a long, long time. It's it's about what it the the, the other reasons why you, you follow the club and it's going to the matches and like we've been touching on it and meeting all those people that we do. Like for me, it's been a thing that I've always done with, with my dad um, and and it's his mates that he's gone with for, throughout those years who've sort of become my mates and you me and you lads. Like I wouldn't know. I, I don't think there's any other blokes I'd speak to outside you know, outside of football, which is kind of a strange thing, really, but it makes mm. those friendships. And I think that's the thing that's, I think people have to sometimes maybe appreciate and don't let it you know, be taken for granted too much because it opens those doors into those conversations. But, you know, make sure, like you say, you make the, the most, of, most of those, you know, always keep, um, keep speaking to all of us. Um, use an opportunity, you know, you talk about the football, obviously, but, also speak to the person about how their week's been, you know, what's going on in their lives. Um, and you don't know what help you could be giving that person. Yeah. You know, like, they don't have the opportunity. Like I said, I, I don't, there's not many other blokes to speak to apart from, from you guys. Um, so I probably wouldn't have anybody else to share certain things with, if that makes sense. So mm. when I say it's don't take it for granted because I think it could quite easily be done. I think the the point there, and I think what you're trying to say is, don't use it as, don't use football as just the conversation. Use it as the conversation starter. Get yeah. to know everybody. Get to, you know, ask how they are. You mentioned there about being able to talk to somebody. I think you both know, and you all know that you can pick up the phone to me and talk. But some people don't have the strength to do it. <sighs> And for whatever reason, Lee Collins didn't. There was a story the other day about Marcus Madison on loan at Bolton, been recalled for his well-being, and I think somebody spotted that earlier. And it's weird to think about um, how far down the line it might get if if something was was to happen. And I think we've all been in that position of we're scared sometimes to talk about it we're scared to talk about how we're feeling and and what we're going through and 
the last few months, the last year, has been mad for everybody. People have been stuck at home and we're all excited about going back to football in the new season. But there'd be some people that are socially anxious about that as well. Anxious about going out, anxious about whether those friendships are still there. And it's a difficult one. There's something I need to admit to. A few years ago, I tried to do the same. And it was only the thought of Mansfield Town and being able to go every single week that stopped it. But without those friendships there, without the knowledge of that, those friendships there, I say it's a difficult one because I think you get that that wound up in your own head that sometimes being able to actually talk about something is the, the most difficult thing because firstly how do you put into words something that firstly explains how you feel but is actually comprehensible to somebody else and uh, that's the most difficult thing I think but also it's it's this stigma around men and mental health and not men being this big strong character and not be and not talking about how they feel and <clears throat> times are changing more people are talking but even still it's not enough and i think i think the one thing that that's that's been possibly worse than the virus is is the isolation itself being able to, not being able to go out to the football not being able to talk to these people talk to friends talk to family see friends see family go and watch football uh, has been one of the worst things and i think now that we are starting to have some sense of normality return you know if you've got a friend that you've not heard from a while not had a message for a while check up on them ask them if they're okay and it, now that things are pubs and restaurants are open ask them if they want to go for a pint outdoors socially distance it can literally be a little thing it could be you message that person on the right day at the right time that makes them think i'm going to go for this i'm going to talk to them and that might be their way out whether that's whether that's actually them opening up and telling someone what they feel like and and how they felt the last few days few weeks few years or whether that's them keeping it to themselves but knowing there is someone out there that, that, that thinks about me because they care enough that they've asked me to come for a pint. And it might be the most insignificant thing ever, like going for a walk or going for a pint. It might take 20 minutes, it might take an hour, it might take the whole day. But it, it's just having that, that chance to be able to, to get out the house, to stop staring at the same four walls all day, every day. and And just be free and in a year or a year and a month uh, that's been stay inside stay safe don't go anywhere don't talk to, don't shake hands don't touch people we're now starting to get some sense of normality back and we've got to use this wisely we've got to make sure that we are 
there for people when they need it the most. And just something that we were talking about earlier is obviously talking about Sir Mal of Benning scoring that winner at Chesterfield. Even just talking, ramble about absolutely anything, something that's happening in history. Look at Facebook memories. What were you doing, say, five years ago today? Ask a friend. What? Oh, what were you been doing over over the lockdown? We've we've been doing this, that, and the other. We we tried to do some stuff that we used to do when we were, say just as a bit younger. We used to we used to draw or paint, or we used to um, go running or go cycling. Get just find find things out about people. Talk to people that. You, you know, but I've spoke to a bit, but not massively and, and just make sure that they're OK. And 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 first, first and foremost, make sure you're OK yourself, because sometimes you might might feel a bit down, but you don't realise it yourself until you've got yourself out of your normal routine. And then you think that wasn't working for me. That wasn't making me happy. That was putting me in a bad place. Yeah, it's tough. It is tough to get out of a negative situation negative place and it is it is amazing to think how one message or or whatever can you know can be the springboard to that and i think that that ties back to what we were saying earlier about football being a conversation starter like you were saying talk about a goal share a video say do you want to come for a walk get connect with those people again don't be afraid to connect with each other when it comes back when football does come back you know, let's not forget where we've been and what we've been through. And I think it creates um, so much. It creates such a a web of such a network of, of people. And I think it's time to to not hide behind it. We show emotion at football. This is this is what got me really because you know we can cry watching a football game when we don't get promoted. We can cry on terraces when we don't get relegated. But we can't share we feel embarrassed we don't feel embarrassed by that cheer crying over a, a football result and and celebrating and things like that but we do feel embarrassed about talking about things like this but what's the difference what is the, honestly what is the difference because either way you've got somebody beside you and honestly that's the the pow- most powerful thing in the world is that football if you're talking about football you know that 90% of the time somebody will agree with your opinion. Somebody will have something to say back to you. But if you're talking about your feelings, it's such a fragile thing. Don't be afraid to because, honestly, it draws people together in in such a way. And this comes back to a a couple of things. The reason I was talking about this, I was literally just scrolling through Twitter on... on, uh, during the show and saw the tweet about Lee Collins I, I spoke to Mal Bennett about it earlier today and uh, and the stuff that he went through online obviously was subject to racist abuse at, at one point and, and on the surface he was a real ambassador for it he took it on the chin he, you know, he, he made something positive out of it and turned it into a good thing but mentally you know, it, it can be tough and he admitted that and it's the same with this Friends of former Captain Lee Collins are putting together a tribute scrapbook filled with photos and memories. If you've got any photos or memories you want to share, uh, then all you've got to do is just Davina, uh, email davinamatthews at googlemail.com. So if you want to do that, that's great, because I'm sure that will bring some solace to the family and, and all of that stuff, which is which is great and, and powerful. But the point I'm making is sometimes it can look good on the surface. You can You can see somebody 
smiling and laughing at a result or a, a moment, but they might not be uh, in a good place. So just talk, have those conversations. And I think, you know, picking a moment. Um, and what always does it for me, somebody in the comments has said, Calvin Andrew does it for me, relieving that goal. I just look at a picture of a promotion. I've got a t- I can see over my eye the team sheet from the last day of the season in the conference. That brings back so many memories. And just having that one little click, that one little thing in here in your brain stops the other half of your brain, that half of your brain that's saying, you don't deserve to be here. Silence it and create yourself and surround yourself with memories. Text somebody else and go, hey, mate, even if you need to do it yourself, let's put the boot on the other foot. We're talking a lot about text a mate, see if they're okay. If you're not okay, if you're in a position where you're feeling vulnerable and feeling like you're, you're trapped and alone, grab that memory for a second and text somebody or ring somebody and say, mate, do you remember when Matt Green nearly missed that penalty against Wrexham at home? When he, when he scuffed it. Do you remember when Matt Green scored against Hereford? Hey, do you remember that away trip where we, we stopped at that service station and that, that bloke stepped out in front of the car and was crossing the passageway and gave us the, the weirdest thumbs up ever when he led in oh. with his thumb and pushing... It's, it's little things like that, isn't it? And straight away, click conversation, straight away, negativity, bang, gone, and, and something else comes along. And it, it's football, which is the power to do that, which is... Which is it's incredible, isn't it? What does foot? What does my football club mean to me? Life. Simple as that. It is life. Air, oxygen, the power to go on adventures and and just have something which weaves us all together. That is power. Football is power. It's not. It's not about winning or losing. It's. It's about the journey. It's about the experience. So if you're feeling vulnerable, if you're feeling alone, if you're feeling trapped, if you're feeling scared, anxious, whatever, utilise football, utilise a memory, and honestly, you get away from it. I promise you that. It's an audio podcast, it's supposed to talk. (laughs) I think I've left both of them them speechless, I think. I kind of just thought we was end of the show there as well, to be honest. But, uh, yeah. Nathan's had enough of it. He wants to get rid of us now. That's it. That's it. Oh, dear. It's an interesting one. I just want to say, you know, to everyone, you know, five games left to go to the end of the season. We've spoken a lot tonight about um, the results and, and where it can lead. But honestly, Nath, the maths will see us safe. It's just a game. But what else would we want to be doing on a Saturday afternoon than following this beautiful disaster that is football? Yeah, uh, absolutely. I would say, although um, this <coughs> season and last season haven't been seasons to remember. I mean, as Stags fans, we should be pretty used to those by now. Uh, what, in my 20-something-odd years of, of following the club, probably had about three good seasons, so... That that basically sums it up. Uh, maybe maybe four if I push you know push it a little bit. Um, but no, it's even the even even the even the bad seasons. You you still you still have uh, you, you still get those memories, don't you? Still things happen, even if it's not <laughs> about the football. I like say even if it's a journey to to the games, like you and I, Craig, getting <laughs> caught in traffic on the way to to crew and yeah. places like that, and uh, arriving late. But you just remember those odd things, don't you? So. 
um, you know, win, lose or draw, I think that's this is why, you know, I think anybody if if someone randoms come, you know, come across this podcast and uh You've made it to this point that that, that of, of this. Well episode. done. You're well done. But uh, but also, you know, if you don't follow your local football club, you know, I, I can't I can't get my head round, you know, the the the, the joy of, of following someone like Man United or Man City because they you know or the team that's winning. You know, I think it you get someone so much different from actually following your local club and going to those games and 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 by by the fact that you actually connect with all those people that. Are, there for the same reason so um yeah like i say win lose or draw i don't think it really matters because us three here and everybody listening at home and everybody on the, on the comments so and so on uh we'll follow mansfield town because that's that's what we do it's in it's in our blood absolutely it really isn't it in our blood and i think that's the, the perfect place um to leave it boys thanks very much as always we will see those Probably one of them, definitely one of them, on Saturday as the Stags uh, take on Stevenage. 12.30 kickoff, of course. Make sure you join us for that. For the uh, warm-up show, we'll give you details of that on our social medias in the week. And then 15 minutes after the full-time whistle for the post-match reaction show, the cool-down post-match reaction show. Still need to work on a title for that, and we've, we've, we've only got five games left to go. Maybe I'll nail it before we, we finish, but there you go. Oh, dear. Five games left to go then for Mansfield Town FC. A win on Saturday coupled with a defeat for Southend means it's 12 points left to play for and a 12-point gap. Let's get to that point and get safe. But above all, it is just a game that connects us. Like we've said tonight, you know, we've had um, an open discussion, one which I didn't think we'd have, but there you go. Those things happen on this podcast. Make sure you're all right. Speak to somebody if you need to speak to somebody. And remember... It is okay not to be okay. And as Jim says to finish it off tonight, full respect, Craig. Thanks for that, Jim. Not all about me, though. It's not about me at all. Uh, Following stags was one of the very few things that got me through my divorce. You see, no matter what you're going through in life, football is always there for you. All right, the results don't always go your way. But I tell you what, when you strip it back and think about it, football, and Mansfield Town especially, is always a beautiful thing. See you Saturday as we do it all over again. Good night. The views expressed in this broadcast are solely those of the individual. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.